0: The Mac and Fish Podcast. I'm Coach McKinley Roll. I'm here with my co-host Charles Fishbine, better known as Fish. Fish, what's going on?
1: What's up?
0: Uh, we got our other co-host here, uh, Corey Long. Corey, how you doing?
2: doing well. Doing well. How you guys doing?
0: All right. All right. Hey, we have a. Uh, I think we have a lot to go over. This is a pretty good week in college football, uh, week six. So we're gonna jump right into it, talking about uh, Georgia at Alabama. Um, it was a premier matchup. Um, top five teams. Um, Fish, thoughts on the game?
1: You know, started out real well for uh, Georgia. They got a good jump on the game. Um, it looked like they were going to uh, finally get over the hump of not only uh, competing with Alabama, but beating them uh, this week. It didn't happen. Uh, once again, Alabama's like that boxer <laughs> that throws body blows, eventually the head sinks. And the knockout comes, and that's what they did. They just physically took it to Georgia. And by the end of the game, uh, they pulled away from them. And, and what was once a closed game, uh, they made a double-digit win. Corey?
2: Um, you know, I, I look at it and I start by saying, you know, you have to really start legitimately thinking of Mac Jones as a potential Heisman contender, uh, 4 and 17 yards, 4 touchdowns. He's lighting up everybody. Uh, you know, it was. It's it's kind of funny. You, you never know how guys are going to turn out. You know, when you know me and me and Charles saw Mac Jones. He's a, uh, you know, he's a kid out of Bulls High School. You know, decent quarterback. No one you think would be. You know, you think you'd have a. You know, he might develop into a decent college quarterback over time. But I mean, this kid plays with a lot of confidence. He launched the ball down the field. Obviously, he's got. Tremendous uh, receivers, tremendous talent, but, you know, he's getting the ball there and he plays with a – he plays at a high level and he played at a high level on Saturday against a very good defense.
0: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, this game I thought you saw two really good teams play against each other. Um, I don't think that Georgia can win a national title uh, if Bennett, you know, doesn't play any better, right? I mean, they have all the other pieces to compete and really win. I, I think the playoffs this year, but, um, Bennett needs to play a lot better. Um, we first going into this game, we didn't even know if coach Saban was going to be able to coach or not. Right. I think that was a big storyline. Um, mm-hmm. the fact that he was able to be there made a big difference. Um, I thought the biggest play of the game was actually a pass interference call against Georgia, totally swung the momentum back to Alabama. And after that it was over. Um, Jones doesn't have to be an All-American. He's got two of the best receivers in the country. Uh, he throws to. I mean, if you look at Smith, um, Devonta Smith, he needs six more touchdowns, and he's going to be the, the leading receiver in uh, Alabama's receiving touchdowns history, uh, which does a lot. Um, and, I mean, Waddell is an All-American as well. So um, they're really good. Um, I think these two teams you're going to see in an SEC championship, and, uh, and then we'll go from there. I don't know.
1: Okay, yeah, fish. yeah the, the surprising thing is not only do they have two good receivers, they got a third one, John Mechie. I I never even heard of this kid. Usually you hear these guys coming up through the recruiting process. I think he's from like Canada. Um, it's crazy. You look at uh clay claypool uh with the Steelers It's from Canada. It seems like that country's starting to produce some good football players. But like Corey said, Mac Jones was a guy in high school. That kind of is like the trash guy that's at Florida. He was a, in a wing tee. I don't believe he ever went to the seven on seven circuit or went to any of these uh, quarterback camps or so you really did I mean, he was a winner in high school, but being in an offense that really didn't pass the ball whole lot, you knew he was a good athlete because he had to run the ball in that offense. He's a, he really has come out of nowhere and put himself not only like Corey said in the Heisman trophy, this, he may play in the NFL and this was a guy that was probably just a stopgap after Tua until they found somebody else, and he's performed very well. You go back to the bowl game uh, against Michigan last year. Even even in that game, he he put up big numbers. He put up big numbers. I think Tua got hurt later in the year last year, and he was putting up big numbers uh, when he came in. He's he's played at a higher level than anybody expected, and he's like almost a perfect quarterback for them because. They've got the stars and he doesn't have to do much. He kind of just has to get the ball in their hands and let them do their magic. And then on top of it, they got a highly rated running back. That's finally uh, putting up the stats that he was supposed to coming out of high school. And they, Najee Harris was a five-star kid that has finally started to produce to the level that he's supposed to. But this is a very good Alabama team. Uh, you know, Defensively, I think they improved from last week. They were able to, uh, get they started to get stops but yeah george is going to win and play for a national title i i don't even think bennett needs i I think they're going to have to find one of the other guys on their roster they need a difference maker at that position with the players they have and and i don't believe bennett's the answer now can they win most of the games on their schedule and get back to alabama yes but to beat alabama and it's been proven with the way you've seen Clemson beat them the last couple of years and teams that have beaten them on the field have had that difference maker at quarterback. If you don't and they're able to just get their guys after you, like they did on defense, I think you're in trouble and George is going to have to find that difference maker at that quarterback position. And it may come from JT Daniels or even one of the other quarterbacks on their roster.
2: Yeah. I don't think, you know, it's funny with, but... And, I mean, Fish and I talked about this. It's not like – it's not like Kirby Smart is going out. I mean, I think Stetson Bennett was third or fourth on the depth chart to start the season. You know, he started with DeWan Mathis. He brought in Jamie Newman. He brought in JT Daniels. Somehow these quarterbacks just seem, came to, seem, keep, you know, seem to keep finding their way on the field. And, you know, I mean, you look at it, you know, Jacob Eason was a five-star prospect, but he just – you know, he never really – you know, he wasn't super twitchy, super athletic. They follow him up with Fromm, who I think was a, a certainly a good quarterback, but you realize he had limitations. And I think it's oddly enough, I think Bennett is probably a little bit better downfield passer than either one of those guys are. But, you know, he's not a big kid. He's not, you know, he, he, and eventually Alabama just realized that if we play close to the line, we really shut down their run, if this guy beats us, more power to him. And he took the shots; he just couldn't complete them. Uh, so I think right now they gotta, they have to start thinking. Even if they're gonna keep Bennett in the lineup as the starter, they have to figure out a way to work Daniels in, or if they want to go back to DeJuan Mathis, they have to figure out a way to find some packages. They have to figure out a way to switch things up because I. I don't think Bennett necessarily had a bad game. I mean, you know, statistically, he wasn't great, 18 of 40. I think he threw for about 270 uh, and a couple touchdowns. I mean, some of those interceptions were late when they were behind and they were pushing a little bit. But, you know, I think you need to play too perfect of a style of football with that quarterback in there. So between now and the Florida game, you know, are they going to try to work some other quarterbacks in there? And if this comes down to – Frankly, Kirby Smart's going to have to challenge the guys in that quarterback room to step up and want to be the guy. I mean, he can't force mm-hmm. somebody to come in there and play better. If Bennett's playing the best out of the group; he's going to play, but it's got to be up to Kirby looking at those guys, That's Carson Beck and all those guys, and saying, "Hey, you know, if you want to get out there on the field? The opportunity is there for you. You got to prove it. You got to show it." And I just think that those guys just haven't been showing it.
0: Well. Oh. Uh, another thing, for two things you guys talked about. First, I think you guys are actually absolutely crazy to say that Jones is even, uh, should be even considered a Heisman candidate. You know, he's in a perfect situation. He's got a great offensive line. He's got a very good running back. He's got two All-American receivers outside. I mean, that's set up for a quarterback to have success. Um, I, I, I'm not sure how much of a prospect he – how great does he really have to be, right? I mean, if he has a whole setup for him right there. He just doesn't have to mess it up. And then I think you guys, especially what you said, Cora, is absolutely right. Um, they, Georgia has to do something to change up the dynamic of that room. They are too talented not to um, to compete, and that's the only position I think holding them back. Well,
2: I mean, the Heisman is, is a statistical game. I mean, that's – No insane. doubt. I mean, no, put up no the doubt. numbers – yeah, and I mean, Mac Jones is putting up the numbers. I mean, he's got – he's throwing 400 – he's having 400-yard passing games each week. I mean, sure. if you want to say that the wide receivers need to be considered for the Heisman, I'll listen to you, but the Heisman is now – it's a quarterback's trophy now. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. We, didn't, we didn't make it like that. There was a time when, you know, Tim Brown won a Heisman, but that was a long time ago. You know, there True. was a time when running backs – you know, it's been a while since Derrick Henry won the Heisman, so – um, you know, it's just, I'm looking at him from a statistical standpoint, he statistically mm-hmm. belongs in the Heisman race, whether it's because, you know, whether it's because he's got a lot of, you know, I, I, I agree, you know, obviously he's got a great offensive line, great. This you surrounded by five stars, but he's still getting the job done. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are surrounded by talent. See Jared, you know, Garantano or Tennessee, that can't get the job done. So sure. I can't punt. I'm not gonna, I can't, you know, punish him for being surrounded by good players. That's the job of a college coaching staff, is to put good players on the field. True, true. And he's also out of Alabama.
1: So just yeah. if you're winning, you put up those stats, you're going to yeah. be there on that Saturday late in November, December. Yeah. So.
0: No doubt. No doubt. You guys are right. All right, hopping into uh, Pitt versus Miami. Um, tough fought game. Um, I got you know a lot of thoughts on this game. Akora, we'll start with you. Um, Kind of give you a rundown on the game and your thoughts.
2: Uh, you know, I look at it from, I thought Miami defensively, it might've been one of their best defensive games in a, I mean, in, in a couple of years to hold Pitt to 22 net yards rushing Pittsburgh, you know, big physical team like that to hold them to 22 net yard, less than a yard to carry on net is, is impressive. And, you know, I, um, it was, it was kind of what we thought. It was a sluggish game at times. Neither side got, you know, Miami ran the ball better than Pitt did, but, you know, it wasn't great. I think 42 for a buck 10 or somewhere thereabouts. Jared uh, King was the best player on the field. He played like it. He did what he needed to do, uh, made some mistakes, you know, got, got picked a couple times, but he made far more good plays than he did bad plays. And, uh, you know, it was close. I think, you know, Pitt is one of those teams that, if you hang around, if you let them hang around long enough, they'll definitely hang around. And I think that was a, you know, it was a nine-point game, but uh, they finally shut things down in the fourth. They did what they needed to do defensively to uh to, to get the win. It was a good, you know, after a tough emotional loss last week, they got kind of hyped up, and you know, Clemson kind of wiped them out. It's good to have a bounce-back game where you come back and you just survive.
0: Yeah, uh, fish, I'm gonna hop in real quick before you go. Um... I thought Pittsburgh's defense is very good. I thought it was a good game. You know, Pitt is well-coached. Pat Narduzzi does an excellent job there. Um, But I thought I would love to see this game and Pittsburgh's starting quarterback, uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, actually played in the game. Remember, they had a kid. They started yelling that only had two career starts before this game. And that that was a big difference, I felt. Um, Pittsburgh's team is different once, uh, pickets in the game, and uh, and it definitely showed. Um, but you know, hats off to Miami's defense; they played a hell of a game. Um, and like I said before, I thought Pitt's defense put a lot of pressure on King and made him uncomfortable. He had a lot of costly turnovers. I thought that kept Pitt in the game. Um, but it was a well, it was a well-fought game and well-earned victory my, um, for Miami. Um, Fish, what do you think?
1: Uh, I, I think this is one of the games that Miami used to lose the last few years. Yeah. you know they they would come off a game like clemson where they put all their emotion in it and you know this uh, this was a noon game it wasn't a prime time game they came off an emotional loss and you know you want to see how teams respond especially in a game it's hard to motivate the players you say oh well how as a college coach i think one of the hardest things to do is you have to motivate guys 11, 12 weeks, and it's not the easiest. I remember uh, talking to one of the coaches about the FSU and Miami's and stuff, and he said, "Fish, it's easy to get our players up for Clemson. It's easy to get them up for Miami. Uh, it's easy to get them up for Florida when we're at Florida State." He goes, "It's the other weeks where kids think, oh we could just show up, give 50%, 60%, and still win.'" And that's when you're really good Miami teams. You know, you see it with Clemson. Clemson could come with their C game and still wax a team. Miami's proven this year their version of University of Miami football is very good. They didn't beat Clemson, but they came back and beat a very sound, very good football team. Pitt doesn't make mistakes, they're not going to give you a lot of short fields. Um, you talked, they played a freshman quarterback. I see a zero at at where it says interceptions. They don't turn the ball over. So they're going to make you go 10, 12, 14 play drives and force you not to make the mistakes. Um, I think Miami came out. They came out of this game, I I think, relatively healthy. I don't, you know, I I see they only had five penalties for 55 yards. So they've improved in some areas. I think this is a very good football team. And and Mm -hmm. I, I think coming out of this game, Four and one, they look like one of the better teams in the ACC. The second half of the year, no yeah. question.
2: They've got you know looking at their schedule, the upcoming schedule. They've got those games that, like like you said, fish. That you you wouldn't be sure if they could win them in the past. I mean, they get they host Virginia uh, next week, which is always tricky. Virginia's always in a tricky game for them. Then they go on the road for NC State and va Tech, and I mean conceivably they could be seven and one coming out of that stretch, but. You know, you, you, they're a team that you just want to monitor week by week because, you know, we're still not sure exactly if they're, you know, if, if they're going to be, if they're going to be focused enough to pull through these games, especially, you know, the couple on the road there. But they have the talent and it looks like they're starting to put things together to go on a stretch where they can easily finish out this season. I mean, their they're the final six games on their schedule are all very winnable.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And, uh Defense wins championships, as we know, fellas, you know, and um, at defensive end, Quincy Roche, Roche he just, I, I, I mean, he's putting pressure on a quarterback. He's getting after. He's very active. Um, I think this Miami team is very good. Like you talked about, Fish, like you said, Corey, um, and their team to watch in the future, you know. Um, I think they're only going to get better, and, uh, and that's to be scary for future opponents in ACC.
2: I'd like to see him run the ball better. They have struggled running the ball the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, I mean, they they got to get the ball back into the to, to their running backs. They've got some very talented young backs, and I'd like to see them run the ball better. I, I think you know King has taken on a little bit too much on his own end with running the football.
1: Yeah, yeah a lot. A lot of that's because their strength isn't passing the football. Uh, they have to do a lot of things with their receivers who are, you know, it's not one of the better groups of receivers Miami has. They have two great tight ends, uh, but they're easy. Teams are trying to, are starting to figure out, you know what, we're going to make this team, uh, if they're going to beat us, they're going to beat us throwing the football. And, you know, it, they, they're they forcing, you, know, you saw Pitt. Pitt made them go on drives. I believe a lot of the drives they had were not, you know, short drives. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you could look, they had a couple, of, they had one, three-play drive and but one of their touchdown drives was 11 plays um you know another one was six seven plays so they're they're they they need to get back to running the football i do think teams are forcing them to throw it but yeah definitely if they want to come out of this and be nine and one or ten and one at the end of the year their success is going to come from king and those running backs having success
0: no doubt no doubt uh, let's go to uh, another game. Probably the biggest upset in uh, college football uh, weekend um, was uh, FSU over North Carolina. Uh, you know, huge win for Mike Norvell and his program and the team. They just needed, you know, to gain confidence and and in the direction he's taking them in the program. Um, I felt that they played very inspired football. Um, you know, obviously, anytime you could get blocked punts. Uh, you know, the trajectory of you winning a game actually goes up if you look at percentages um, and that showed out, um, you know, it was uh, the offensive line, hats off to them. Uh, this is probably the best game the offensive line has played in the last two or three years um, at FSU. Um, they ran for 241 yards. Um, you know, I, I, I just think Travis just gives you so much that you have to prepare for in a defense, you know, or whether he'd been throwing the ball, Um, or his legs. I mean, he rushed for over 100 yards. Um, Last quarterback to do that was the EJ manual for FSU. Um, The defense and the talent, you know, the talent on this, in this team and this program. Um, And they showed it. Uh, They showed it, created more blitzes and pressure than they've ever done uh, in the fuller era. Um, And lastly, uh, Matt Mac Brown has never beaten FSU. I mean, <laughs> he's gonna go 0 for 30, uh, but really he's 0 for nine. Um, I mean,
1: yeah,
0: if he could if he's gonna beat this team, FSU, he's probably never gonna do it. So uh Fish, let, let, let's go to you, your thoughts on uh FSU Carolina.
1: Crazy. Every coach outside of Saban, there's always that one team that coaches struggle to beat. And I guess you know, Mac Brown, this is his Achilles heels, Florida State, but I honestly we talked about this. So one thing is, is there's losing and uh, which FSU's done early on and often early this year and losing and showing like you didn't care, like you were out there. This is a first game. It did at the end of the day. It, Corey talked about moral victories and we joked about that. They needed not only to win, but to show the passion that they finally cared, like they wanted to play football. Mm-hmm. You know, Marvin Wilson had his best game. Where has that been the first five weeks? Why does, one had to motivate him. I mean, this guy's playing for an NFL paycheck in a first round uh you know draft pick. You would think, hey, that's enough to motivate him to go out there and then be inspired every week. Corey Durden, before he laid a guy out, and you know, let's talk about that a little bit. People say, Oh, well, he got thrown out of the game. At least he hit somebody. You know, <laughs> we know he can breathe. You know, he didn't hit anybody the first four weeks to even get thrown out of a game. You know, where's this K dope you know, where's this – even Janarius, their D-line got after it. And even the backups, like they performed at a high level. Uh, we we talked – you know, they brought in uh, Stephen Dix and put him in there. And, you know, everybody always says, oh, you know, you see these other teams playing freshmen. Yeah, they're going to make mistakes. But at least he was around the ball to make a mistake. You know, the other guys that were in there weren't. But, you know, I came away very impressed that they were able to do it pretty much – they dominated the game in the first half. Yes, they held on in the second half, but a lot of that people think, man, the fan, you know, the coaches maybe got conservative. I think the thing is, is offensively, these coaches have to use a lot of tricks to win with this offense because of the O line. They don't have a lot of uh, you know guys that can break the game open. And Jordan Travis is limited as a quarterback throwing the football. You look, he's eight of nineteen for 190 you would thought watching that game he was 12 of 15 but you look he does not complete a lot of balls and especially in the second half when they needed him to sustain drives that defenses are going to take away his ability to run at some point and he and they're going to say you know what if you're going to beat us throwing the football fine we're going to take our chances but kudos to the coaching staff kudos to the players it's about time because it's, it's been a long time. We saw it last year with Boise State for half. And you're like, oh, what? Well, you, you looked at the second half. You were thinking, oh, here we go again. And half the thing is, and McKinley, you know this, getting losing out of kids is the toughest thing. Because when things go wrong, what do players do? They revert back to everything bad they know. This team did not do that the other night. You could see if they, they made key plays even in the second half when things weren't going their way. They made some key plays. They got a quick turnover uh, from Jordan Travis through an interception. They could have easily folded there. Uh, North Carolina had the momentum. They could have scored there, tied the game, or even made it closer. But the defense stepped up in the second half. So guys stepped up all three phases of the game, offense, defense, special teams. And like you said, if you could get a special teams touchdown or some cheap touchdown early just to get you some momentum, it makes a big difference in how you play the rest of the game. And you got to give these guys a lot of credit. Uh, You know, good for them. They needed it. Those players, you know, you feel for the players. A lot of these kids were highly rated kids. They came to Florida State to win. And those are the guys that deserve what happened the other night most. Corey?
2: Uh, You know, first, their defensive efforts now – you know, we're in a world where everybody's giving up yards. I mean, everybody's giving up yards. So yeah, they give up five hundred and fifty five yards. They give up a lot. It gave up a lot, but they were generating negative plays, which you know, that, that eases the pain a little bit when you can get Josh Kando giving you a pick six off of a you know, reading a screen pass and you get some sacks and I I really don't think it was um I think there were some coaching changes. I don't know if there was too much scheme mm-hmm. changes, but I think the coaches, they, they, they took away a lot of the thought process and just said, mm-hmm. play downhill. And I think they were thinking a whole lot, trying to be in position, trying to fill a gap, trying to do a lot of things in the first week, first four weeks. And now it finally came down to just play downhill, just attack. And, you know, you're going to give up some plays, but you're going to generate – some negative plays and you know by getting two block punts uh by getting a pick six you're able to generate scoring and opportunities that you know that that are unconventional so I do think there were some changes made on the defensive coaching staff to get more out of the players to put them in better positions by very simply taking away some of the you know some of the scheme so to speak you know coaches often get married to a scheme instead of married to the talent well you know very quickly these guys might have learned that this scheme isn't fitting this talent so they better get married to the talent mm-hmm. um beyond that I, you know offensively I, I look at you know jordan travis not a good passer he's not going to pick you apart you know passing the ball on a passing tree but the early runs that he made it, it forces the defense to be so accountable for him that those little chunk plays are there. The jump pass to the tight end, the downfield throw to Ontario to Wilson. Those chunk, like the passing is going to come in big plays. It's not going to come in very simply, we're going we're to complete a six-yard out, move the chains. Everything's going to be something designed to get a big play out of it. So, you know, I look at the running game. Both Webb and Travis went over 100 yards. Uh, Webb had a really big run there. I thought they just, I thought the first half, they were phenomenal. Uh, you know, the second half, you know, they, 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 put, they took their foot off the gas and the other thing was Carolina started pushing the ball down the field. And that just, and that was something we thought they would do from the outset, but I don't really understand their game plan. They were, they're not, they were trying to play a game like they were Notre Dame. Like they want to try, we're going to physically punish you. We're going to, their, their line isn't that good. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and frankly, it just didn't fit the profile of the team. You know, yes, they run the ball, but they needed to push the ball down the field and, and challenge it. And the fact is they didn't. I, I told both of you, Sam Howell, came out a little shaky. He was patting the ball. He was hitching in his throws a little bit. He was kind of – he wasn't there. And what happened was they 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 didn't get off to a good start. FSU got momentum. Next thing you knew, it was 24 to nothing. You know, then they get another touchdown right before the half. Second half, they push the ball down the field. They outscrew them 21 to nothing. And, you know, FSU ran a gas at times. Um, but I, I overall, I thought they played well. I mean, yes, Carolina dropped some passes late to close out the game, but you need breaks. You know, this was a team that probably was going need a few breaks to win. Mm-hmm. And they got a win over a top-five team. Their first since, uh I think, what, 2007. Uh you you remember who they their last top five victory was as an unranked team? <laughs> Do you remember who that was?
0: I think Boston College, wasn't it?
2: It was Matt Ryan's Boston College team. Drew Weatherford coming off the bench after I think they kicked out Xavier Lee. Mm-hmm. And Weatherford came back and had a big game out in Amherst, yep. Massachusetts. My,
0: My, Myron, that was Myron, Myron played play that game, I believe. Huh. I think Myron played that game.
2: Yeah, okay, yeah, that's right. I'm sure he did, yeah, because he was there definitely. Yeah, it was uh, Mm -hmm. B.C., Matt Ryan's B.C. team. That took Matt Ryan out of the Heisman. Yeah. Matt Ryan's Heisman trophy away from him. But
0: uh, this kind of hitting on some of the things you guys talked about, you know. And, Fish, I hear you talking about the defensive line being more motivated or whatever case may be. Again, I want to get away from er we just placing it on the players' motivation. Right. I think that 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 needs to be it's a counter thing. And, and I agree with Corey. There was strategically and schematically, there was a change defense in their mindset and their game plan and their approach was different than we've seen since Norvell has been there. Um, as well as, you know, now moving forward, what do you do with Travis. Right now, we know he's banged up. He has a banged up shoulder. We don't know the extent of the injury, but you could clearly see he was affected by it late in the game. And going you know, going uh, to, to play Louisville, who was just in a, in a slugfest against Notre Dame, I, I think that spells a little trouble because it takes away a lot of his running and what makes him a, a, a solid, special player. Um, what do you guys' thoughts on that?
1: Well, I mean, Jordan's already rushed the ball he had 16 carries in this last game if he continues running that many times he's not finishing out the year i like he's he's 10 maybe 12 max carries but they have to win the game like he's one of their best players so like they they're, they're they're riding a thin line of all right do we run this guy too much or this or that sometimes i think they're going to have to pull the brakes back on him because he he's going to get beat up to the point. And he's not a big kid. He's not no. Tim Tebow. He's not he's not one of these guys that dishes out punishment. He's the one that takes most of punishment. Um, I think he's beat up. And I think that's probably, you know, parts of the reason why, you know, we talk about uh, why he didn't start earlier in the year, you know, and we're talking about going even back to practice. I don't think these coaches, one, not having a spring – You don't know what a lot of these guys were capable of doing and playing to their strengths. They didn't know what these guys on the, you know, Corey talked about it. Why wasn't Marvin Wilson playing some D end to try to get him out one-on-one with guys. I just think these guys are just learning their personnel. So some of those adjustments, yeah, they probably should have happened already, but they don't know what they have. Uh, I think they're finally starting to get it. Um, And hopefully they continue this but the, a lot of those guys we saw it in the second half they, they reverted back to some of those things and that's what you have to, these coaches have that fine line of like all right we're teaching them you don't want to put too much input in their head where they're overthinking you've been there as a coach how much can these guys absorb mentally of the playbook i'm sure their playbook offensively is probably a small two pages of mike norvell's offense I yeah. seriously doubt he's running even close to 30, 40% of it because of what Travis strengths are. But I think if, if they're gonna run him, I think they gotta run him more to the outside mm-hmm. where he's gonna have a run pass option. So if he get, if he can't, if he's running, he can either slide because he can see what's coming after him or run out of bounds. Him running straight up the gut, dude, this kid won't last another week or two. I just, I mean, you can see it every time he gets hit. I mean, he has that Thurman Thomas limp, and he ain't Thurman Thomas. That's what Thurman Thomas, <laughs> Thurman Thomas used to limp, come out against the Dolphins, next, like, three plays later, bust off a 70-yard run, and he thought he was hurt. That ain't... Jordan's hurt. <laughs> like, you could see this four kids, like, man, he, he's, he's sucking it up, you know, and you're like, he's doing everything he can uh, to make it seem like, you know, so the enemy or the team on the other side doesn't know it, but they're gonna to have to change the offense up, so he can still you can still use strengths of his, but not take so many direct shots because it's it's just not gonna work.
2: Well, what I, what I loved is that after the game, you know, when I asked about how he felt, what did he say? I'm 100. <laughs> and I love the fact that you know late in that game we saw he had basically use of one arm, mm-hmm. but you know he made those third down runs. He did that. They needed that. They need you know it's important for in any situation for a team to believe in a guy at quarterback and they don't have anybody else. Let's be honest. They have nobody else at quarterback. Mm -hmm. So they, you know, so he's really, so as, as, as tough as it is, and as banged up as he is, he's the only guy that that team believes in. I mean, Mm -hmm. there were opportunities that, you know, in a normal world, if you felt like you had more options, I think when his, when it was clear that his shoulder was was banged up, that they would have probably put Blackman in for a couple of plays. But, you know, you've seen that disaster happen so many times, they just couldn't risk it. And to his credit, when they asked him to go out there and get the job done late, he was able to do it. Um, and, you know, that that's, that's something I, I, I'll appreciate. You know, he's a tough kid. Absolutely. And he's showing that he's willing to, you know, he's willing to take the heat to stay in there to help, you know this team try to get back on track so I can I really appreciate uh, what Jordan Travis is bringing not just on not just in terms of his statistically but you know what he brings that team in terms of just his belief in them their belief in him
0: yeah there's no doubt you can't question his toughness um, he definitely changes the dynamic of the offense uh, but it was a big win for the whole program you know you saw the the, the stands erupted. I think the fans wanted it. Fans needed it. I think Tallahassee needed it. And, um, you know, it's good to see that, you know, FSU back, you know, back in people's yeah. minds and talking about, you know, hey, the program is moving in a, in a correct direction.
1: Hey, Mac, you didn't see who who hugged, uh, you know, Coach Norvell at the end of the game? No, who's that? The athletic director. So, you know that was a big win. Oh, because no He, he ran yeah. over there and hugged him and was right there in the celebration. And there's a lot of pressure on a lot of people inside that program because yes, they took a chance on a coach that did come from a lower level.
2: Yep. So, No doubt. No yeah. doubt. Uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, now another team looking ahead, you get three games. I think you get Louisville. I think it's Louisville, NC State, and Pitt or Louisville-Pitt. One and those three. And you can conceivably see a situation where – Five and three, four and four is possible, and then you start thinking six wins bowl game. But you know this is this is a hard week. It's you know you come off of a big win. You got a noon game against Louisville on the road. A uh, team they've had success with. They've had plenty of success against Louisville, with the exception of Lamar Jackson years. But you know a team that's certainly they're 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 both in similar situations. You know Louisville's they're looking for a game or two to kind of put them at least in that next tier of ACC teams. So is FSU. So it's a challenge on both sides. I, like I said, we can conceivably see this team going four and four five and three in the Clemson game, but they could easily be two and five, you know, it's very possible. So you have to look at it in both ways.
1: This is well, the type of team that honestly, they're going to have to go week to week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. I, 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 I don't. I don't know where you get those four, four or five wins from, Corey. But
2: you tell me they can't beat NC State or Pitt. At, no. NC, no. at, at, NC,
0: at NC State, number oh. one.
2: Well, okay, but you tell me that the NC State is unbeatable. Like they can't. No, run? they're not, No, they're not unbeatable. But how many if times? They, has if it, they it, oh. Louisville, they're four and four. No, that's four it's, and four. That's what that is.
0: That's that's a big stretch. Now they can
2: also be two and five. I mean, two and five. They only two and six. I mean, well, it's possible. Well,
0: but, first this this game is Saturday is gonna be a tough game. Tough yeah, out Just from the absolutely. emotional standpoint, right? Just like yeah. Fish was talking about about getting up for games week by week. And then you're talking about, okay, you have a bye week. Then you go and you play a pit team at home who we just saw basically take it to Miami in a hard-fought game. And then you're talking about at NC State where ranked FSU teams in the past have struggled. If
2: you want to show progress, if you want to tell somebody your program's moving in the right direction – you win two out of those three.
0: Oh, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. I just think it's a, it's a you know, it's taller task. than it's
2: conceivable to say that they could win two out of those three games. True. I don't think they can win all three, but I certainly think it's possible. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. Possible.
1: It's, it's just when you're not a great team, and they're not a great team. Like, there's certain teams, Clemson could come, Alabama could come, these teams, Ohio State, they don't have to play an A game. FSU – for them to beat these teams have to play they to beat yeah. north carolina they had to play an a game if they had played a b game they lose they played an a game Nor, louisville's probably a b game all right some of these other teams they may need a you know they have to play a b game they're not good enough to go oh hey that's nc state on the schedule they lost their quarterback they've they've struggled up at nc state with bad quarterbacks playing for nc state you know it's just for whatever reason it's a place we talk about mac brown not beating florida state for whatever reason north carolina state has been a thorn in their side up at that stadium for whatever reason and i don't know why but i've seen it i saw ponder go up there and and lose to them uh yeah they had russell wilson but they they don't do well up there this team's not good enough to go and look at their schedule right now and go win win lose lose. like they're one they're hey they're week by week man they're like that addict just day by day week by week we'll wear it let's take it one day at a time all right they need to take it one like hey you beat north carolina yeah. they don't need any more moral victories we talked about that like louisville sitting there they're one and three and they're in the same position florida state was this last weekend Yeah, a good team that's lost some close games that could they could have possibly won. They're sitting there. They're angry. And Florida State's coming in high on their horse. They're, Mm -hmm. you know, Louisville has something to prove. They're going to want to beat Florida State. And look, they they, they're they're a team that before the season started, most people thought Florida State, if they were going to lose a game, this would have been one of them. So they got to come and give another a performance. That's how you're going to know this coaching staff, how good they are week to week. Will they, hey, listen, it's not about, the. it's easy now. They've won their game, but Mike Norvell on Monday ain't going, hey, we just beat North Carolina. He's like, hey, we're on to the next opponent. So they got to come out and show something, and and they got to jump out on Louisville, put that dog down right away. If they come out and Louisville gets a lead, I don't think Florida State will win that game. I just don't. They've got to do exactly what they did at UNC. Jump on them, step on their throat, end the day.
0: Well, Fish, I remember what you talked about, about, you know, this this FSU team. You're talking about it being kind of a, a team that likes to play when they have the lead, right? That's that's more – sometimes the, a lot of the Florida schools like to have a front-runner type of mentality, which isn't a bad thing. It just is – that's kind of how the, the, the kids here in the state of Florida, how they are. You know, um, they're very – you know, it, it's it's how the – what's the scoreboard looking like, you know? And that's how they're going to play, um, play-by-play, series-by-series. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what comes next week, and, you know, we'll be looking forward to it.
2: I think it's the most – I think it's the most important game of the season for Florida State. I think, really, if they win that game, I think it can be a really good springboard. Yeah. And if they lose it, I think it'd be a major fallback for them. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Um. I know, I know, we're done with our games, but we all saw Memphis and UCF. I mean, we ain't going to talk like that was like eighteen hundred yards of offense. That was some Arena Bowl stuff.
0: Terrible defense. Going. Terrible defense.
2: <laughs> I mean, quarterback throws for six hundred
1: yards. You should win. That's the bottom I, line. You should win I, that I, game. Absolutely. Hey, listen, when you when when we said hey, there's a minute six left, and you're like, that's way too much time. <laughs> <laughs> you you know, like no timeouts. They could have put the ball on the one-yard line uh, and honestly said, hey, go 99, and I believe UCF could have gone 99. Hey, did uh, y'all see,
0: did, did see that the, uh, the one kid wanted to fight the kicker after the game?
2: <laughs> no, I thought the quarterback was going up to the kicker, and then the kicker wanted to fight. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Ki- All right, real talk. Josh <laughs> Heupel at UCF has the magic sort of run dry. Yeah.
0: I, I, I Hey. He, he's going to see what it feels like to lose multiple games at UCF. they they're, they're used to winning there, you know,
2: winning. They're waiting for him to get fired and stuff. I'm like, this guy's with like 11 and one and nine and three. And they're <laughs> talking to get fired. Uh, like, You know man. what?
1: As long as he keeps bringing the quarterbacks in that he has, and they've got the talent, we've talk, they're playing in a conference that a majority of the games are going to win. You're not going to win every game every year at a school like that. I don't care. It just—it's hard to maintain year in and year out to go 12 and 0, 11 and 0. It just is. And I mean, it's hard enough to do it at the big-time programs, uh, you know. But is a run over? I would i pump the brakes on that. They still—they still got one of the best offenses uh, in the country. They're going to be able to score on anybody they want, and we'll see. I mean, I, I still have a lot of faith in what they can do.
2: Our buddies at USF—they had a shot against Temple. I think they had a, I think they had a two-score lead against uh, Temple before they gave up 19 in a row and lost by two. And they—they uh, they, they showed a lot of improvement. That's a pretty, pretty tall order for Jeff Scott over there. But that was—I would probably, I would say that was probably their best game of the season, at least offensively. Yep. That's a wrap. That's
1: a wrap. See you next week.
0: Alright, thanks. Yeah. So see, see ya.